Welcome to the latest edition of the SWM podcast. I am joined this week uh, with the young scrapper, Grapsilla himself, um, Bradley Poole. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Thank you so, for having me. No bothers. So if anyone's watching the video feed, which you all should, you get some extra Easter eggs from there, um, especially the Talon Junior episode, which is my particular favourite intro so far. Um, you can see that, that Bradley has his, his emblem behind him. Is that on a T-shirt? Nine. That is coming out on a t-shirt next week, hopefully. Limited stock, but Excellent. I can always order more, you know. We'll, new we'll, do the, coming out. we'll do the merch plugs towards the end <laughs> with your social media. But um, we'll go for the, the usual questions. Um, this is your first podcast. I am, I am, for lack of a better term, taking your podcast cherry. And uh, <laughs> how did you get into pro wrestling? Uh, pretty much. It's kind of a boring story to be honest um, I've been mates with Ian Skinner for a long long time he actually stayed up in the um, Elgin for a while and did a lot, bit of MMA training with me then pretty much I just saw an Instagram picture of him doing his debut and literally just messaged him saying how do I do this, told me where it was went through the Glasgow for my first training session and since then just loved it and just kept doing it ever since So, so are you a fan beforehand started off as a fan yeah yeah it was always even through my MMA journey I've always been a fan of wrestling it always like I always wanted to do it even when I was like training in other sports and all that stuff but I just couldn't find anywhere up here to do it at all yeah so where did you what did you start watching you you said you're 23 before it went on so um that's probably I don't know earliest memories possibly in 2002 draft time and about then earliest memory I've got in my head and I always remember it. I remember I was sitting watching it with my dad, and it was just it was Big Show and Taker walking down that smart, uh, SmackDown ramp when they were a team. That's the earliest memory I can remember from uh, wrestling. The earliest one. That is super but, early then, because that's what that's 99, 99, something like that. That was, uh, yeah, that, I'm, I'm very surprised. I, I thought, because I'm thinking, that must be, you must be like two. Like that. That was, that's, that's the furthest back I can think about my wrestling memories. I remember Big Show and uh, Taker walking down the ramp. So since then, I don't think I've ever not uh, not watched it. To be honest. So, um, who were your f- favourites growing up? Uh, that's a tough one. Probably the top three I remember always watching because my dad, like my dad, used to watch it with me. He wasn't the biggest fan, but he just watched his sort of people was interested in. So I think the top three I remember watching with him was probably Stone Cold, a bit of Shamrock, and Kurt Angle. That's quite a mix, and that actually makes sense for, for for what you have went on to do yourself. Um, mm-hmm. That Shamrock and Angle, especially, are are in there. Um, yeah, they're quite iconic for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm right about the kind of same with my mum. More, she would like she would sit in and watch, and uh, pretty much I think she liked Triple H, so she would sit <laughs> and watch Triple H, and wasn't that fussed for everything else. It was like I like what's Triple H doing, or what's Grandmaster Sexy doing. <laughs> Oh, that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what she always remembers, and, and I don't know why it's always the one she remembers. Grandmaster sexy, and uh, and yeah, and the weirdness. Anyway, um, right, yeah. So so that's I wasn't expect I was expecting it going to be further along like gruesome aggression, and I wasn't expecting it to be the kind of attitude you be where you're watching. Not expecting it that far, but no, not at all. Um, so you mentioned 2003 as well. 2003 when Goldberg came to WWE uh, to face the Rock. Dad was a massive Goldberg fan as well, so we had to watch every Goldberg match that was on. It only took about what, t- 10 minutes in total. 
So I didn't take up much of my time, no, not <laughs> no. at all. <laughs> um, so you mentioned Ian Skinner, of course, a past guest on our show. Um, that it was up in Elgin, of course. This is where SWN Towers, our studio, is based. Um, so you're Elgin-based? Uh, or- Elgin-based, lived here for... Went to school here, stayed here since I was like four or five. So originally from down south, but no, pretty much Elgin, Elgin bred. Um, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm Rothis. You're Rothis, Rothis, yeah. So, uh, it's it's a bit rougher, not a bit more life in Elgin. There's a bit more life. I mean, there's there's, there's <laughs> life in there's life in Rothis. It's just you don't want to go near any of it. So you don't want to go near. Any. <laughs> no. um, yeah. So so Elgin Bay. So you trained. Well, Ian Skinner, of course, was down in Airdrie Barhead. Um, so that's mm-hmm. a, that's a fair bit of travelling. Um, yeah, about four hours each way. About that, roughly. I'm up at six a.m. every well, when it was on every Sunday, I was up at six in the morning to get there. So did you just go so, down yeah. once a week, or was did you do? Like, just go for the weekend and do a couple of training sessions a week. What was your? Case it was training. It was training there every Sunday. But I've got um, I'm a per- not a personalized athlete. Sorry, uh, a sponsored athlete at Fitnessin, the gym in Elgin. So I train with uh, Doug Nevins, who's a Commonwealth amateur wrestler. So I'm able to get a lot of grappling wise training with him as well, and can still do striking with him and everything. So I'm able to train all aspects still, even though I stay quite far away from it. It's very handy having all this um, basically in my hands just to make use of it all. Absolutely. Um, so I think I'm, I'm, like, I'm not very familiar with things like MMA and, and all that kind of stuff. So is that mm-hmm. kind of, did you start with that before you moved go, going to wrestling or what was your kind of uh, starting point? Starting point was boxing because dad was a boxer in the wrath. So it started off with that. Was it, I liked watching it, but I just I didn't enjoy it that much. Then, Started mixed martial arts, fell in love with grappling more than the striking wise of it. The jujitsu and wrestling side of it was great. Just loved doing that. And then started like once I found out re- I could manage to do wrestling just for the travel wise and that. Then I kind of just I wouldn't say faded away from MMA, but more like focused on pro wrestling. Still got my sessions in each week with uh, the mixed martial arts and that, but now it's mostly just focused on pro wrestling and just. That's the main aspect of it right now. So, yeah, so you can definitely see the evolution there. Start with the boxing, like the athleticism. Then MMA, of course, you like the grappling bit. Pro wrestling seems to kind of have that kind of mix of, of the two, the showmanship of, of the likes of boxing and, and, the, and the grappling of, of MMA as well. Um, any, any f- so you didn't like watching boxing was a bit boring. It's a lot of hugging, really, until they actually punch <sighs> out. Um, it's all so- right. It's just, there's a lot of politics to every sport. Then, that's just you look. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Really, just I knew I just always wanted to be a wrestler, but I just couldn't ever. I had to just settle for the second best, basically. <laughs> okay. That's what it was more than anything. I think you just you just wanted to throw folk about. It was it was kind of the, <laughs> like, literally. I just wanted to pick people up and chuck them. Um, that actually it leads up when I put out your your photo saying I was going to have a, a interview with you. Um, there, I think there's a lot of of your. Uh, fellow trainee colleagues um just giving me like little bits of snippets of your of your training method which seems to be okay seems to be throwing uh so i'll just go through the list it works well it works really well um let's go through the list right from the start so we'll start with rain she put ask him about his chin splitting my head open (laughs) that's a golden oldie that one that's uh that's when i first started really 
So it was, uh, <laughs> I was just doing a sort of sequence with Rain and uh, she hit me with a spine buster. And on the way down, for some reason, um, she like headbutted my chin. I don't know if it was a tactic of hers or not, but because I'm hard as nails, I've got this rock solid iron chin going on here. And then she took most of the blood and got a head split from it. <laughs> so we've got uh, Una Raw. <laughs> Ask about the time I flung him about at training. Yeah, I, I underestimated Juno Rawls' judo ability. Turns out, I didn't know this, he's a brown belt in judo. And um, once he kind of got a hold of my arm one day in a match, I just I went for a trip. I got, I think it was four in a row judo flips I got. And I managed to regain myself. I was like, oh, you're Gropzilla, you're fine. Then once I got a hold of him, I showed him the ways how to do it properly enough. <laughs> But I bet he reminds you of those first four, <laughs> first four throws at any opportunity. Oh, yeah, but he definitely let me know. He knows how to fling people about also. He does, he does. I've got uh, Tom Humphreys, who writes our Future, future Shock articles. Uh, ask him about the time you kicked me in the face at training. What's <laughs> happening at these training sessions? Uh, no, it's, it was great. Uh, that's just, i say that was in Tom's that one. Ewan was showing us uh, a little flip movement he was doing. And Tom, Tom's very good of uh, just showing up out of nowhere. You turn around, and you're like, "Oh, there's Tom." <sighs> love, love the bits he sells, but like, <laughs> Tom was just there in the wrong place at the wrong time. As you and flipped, it just his foot just crapped Tom right in the nose. <laughs> but it's we're like all the, still mates. It was all good. It's like the uh, the butler in Mister Deeds. I don't know if you've ever seen Mister Deeds, but it's just the don't think I have no. Uh, it's Adam Sandler film. It's a good Adam Sandler film, which is rare, but it is a good one. It's, it's worth watching. Um, we've got, actually, I'll leave the SWA one for a, a little bit later. I'll just finish just now with uh, Jason Hyde, uh, who would have been interviewed last week in our chronology, chron chronological, in our schedule. And uh, he said, ask him if he misses me, and if he says no, pass judgment on him. Oh, I guess... I must have a soft spot for Jason Hyde somehow, though. I know, for, then, for better or for he worse. He knocked me out of the PWS Rumble by pure fluke, so I'll have to get him back for that one. Uh, so Definitely we'll, wasn't by his talent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, that counts as you missing him, so I don't have to pass judgment on you, so I think that's <laughs> No fine. judgment here, no. Um So we'll go back to the wrestling, um, more wrestling bit. So mm -hmm. when was your debut? So must be oh. shortly was tail end of last year was it or uh, tail end of last year yeah and was, was it in a rumble or was it one of the showcase like it was matches? just a just a little uh, a little match but it wasn't the best one the best one I had was uh, the one with Craig I count that as my true proper singles debut okay so That's what was the... what was your thoughts going into that that first match or, or that match with Krieger whichever you consider to be your first the, the one with Craig was definitely the first one no that was uh, I, I guess I was nervous for it because it was something different but at the same time it was just I think it was more excited nerves more than anything I just I basically couldn't wait to get in there and just show everyone what I could do more than anything and then, so I was, it was like uh, being a Frank I'm assuming it's more of a kids crowd uh, so what was it like being being a uh, showcased in front of this brand new audience oh it was when it was in there I just I don't really know how to explain the feeling I just I was enjoying every moment of it I just like it, it felt like it was in there for five minutes like it didn't feel very long but at the same time I felt like I did loads and loads when I look back at it but like I was just I don't know it's just 
something I always wanted to do and I finally got to do it. Like, um, just, I dreamed about wrestling for ages and I managed to get in there, get someone like Kriger, big name, and just got to go show that I could fit in there. Absolutely. Did he have a hand in your in your training? Was it himself and TJ Rage or? Yeah, yeah. Kriger and TJ Rage, they've definitely like helped me get to where I'm at. Uh, really great coaches. Recommend them a lot. They're really good. They just sort of, they can look at you and just know exactly what you need to do, pretty much. And um, so, when so how how long was it from your training, your first training session, going three hours down the road, three hours back, um, to you actually making your debut? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think I started in 2018. I'm pretty sure I started in February 2018 or something like that. And the debut was, um, I think it was July the 5th, 2019. I'm pretty certain. Alright, so so just that seems to be kind of the standard. Um, I'm finding that's just kind of standard. Mm -hmm. you, you'll start approaching. It was, shows. A, it was just over a year. I'm pretty certain. Yeah. Um. So of course you've you've uh, appeared at the SWA Battle Zone. Uh, is that am I right in thinking that? I know it was SWA. You've appeared uh, at the Lions. Then that's what it was Lions. Called. Oh, that's what they call it. That was the one. Um. Was that your debut for SWA? That was my SWA debut. Yeah. Right, so that's our question from Ian Skinner. He said, "Ask him about your debut for SWA." <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, that was another one I was really nervous for. And me and Skinner were backstage just waiting for the the numbers. And I uh, seen I was coming up, and I was like, "Oh, I'm nervous." Watching and basically Skinner just turned around to me and said, "Just go out and scrap." So the music hit. I was like, "That's a good idea." Just went out and started flinging my legs about, kicking anyone I could see. The legs just aimed and took fire. Anyone that was in the way was just taking a kick. So, so growing up with, with, with Ian, so was Ian would be like, other than watch wrestle with your dad, were you watching it with, with Ian Skinner as well? Was that kind of your thing? Um, I wouldn't say it was more Skinner for me was just the start with it. It was just an MMA training buddy. I only ever seen him in the gym. Like I probably, I'm more friends with him now than when I started wrestling or was when he was living in Elgin. But I just sort of reached out to him because it was someone I knew that did it. Mm -hmm. And from there, it just, he was just sort of the one like I stuck to when I first joined, like started training. He was one that made me feel more like comfortable there, if that makes sense. And he, he spent a lot of time like helping me fit in with the crowd and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's always, I mean, I've, I've never done the training myself. Um, I don't think I ever would. But uh, it, it's, it's fine to have someone, at least you know. So it builds that kind of trust quite quickly. Um, so you know that. If you can go up to him and go, I want to try this. He's more than likely yeah. going to go. All right. Um, yeah, literally, he's he's always down to help, like help anyone, and just say you want to try something straight away. He'll be straight into it. Absolutely. So that traveling was it by bus, train, just anything, uh, plane, train, automobile, by, by car. That's so, I don't think the train would be the one. I was looking at train times and it was just ridiculous. We got to do about seven stops on the way and all that stuff in different places. And switch over wasn't for me, so. No, it was just park up the car every morning, fill it, with, fill me with coffee, and fill the car with petrol, and off I went. Like I, I obviously could not manage doing that. I used, I used to work, <laughs> uh, I used to work near Aberdeen, um, in, in Blackburn, and it was like an hour and a half drive every day. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Uh, well, hour and a half one way, and then an hour and a half back. So that, that's just that's just your one journey, and then you've got yeah, to yeah. actually do some, some. I've got to hit the gym. Got a train. I've got to do it all. I've got to do the drive all over again. 
and then just sit my arse for, for eight hours and, and then think, oh, God, drive back. Uh, but yeah, I, says, I, Sunday's a rest day. It's not, Sunday's not a rest day in my eyes. So do you do, I'm not going to ask what's your job, but you, you must have a full-time job as well with that. So Yeah, I how, work full-time as well. So how do you manage to fit everything in? You just, just no sleep? <laughs> well, my hours are good. I, I My hours, I start very early, then finish reasonably like, good in the afternoon decent timing and weekends always off especially just I just make time for everything if it makes sense just I don't like you'll never catch me in a pub that often I've just I've not got time to go do that sort of stuff and I'll either be too busy training or either traveling to do something yeah so it's especially I mean I suppose when when it's something that's your passion you'll just find time I suppose. Well, yeah, like, literally, yeah I literally, I've always got time for wrestling all the time. Always got time for it. So with, with the things like crossover, of course, you mentioned Ken Shamrock, Kerr Angle uh, earlier yeah. as, as some of your early favourites. Uh, Brock Lesnar, I'm assuming that's, that was one that... Ah, who doesn't like Lesnar? How can you not like a man like that? <laughs> is there is there any, any uh, thoughts about maybe doing a little bit of both. I mean, uh, you did MMA training, but you, you preferred to do the wrestling and then went to do pro wrestling. Is there any inclination to to try and do both? Uh, not for myself, no. It's For me, I was more a sparring partner. I preferred the grappling-wise, tournament-wise. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think getting... Some of them people are getting that case as animals. I don't think I'm at that stage yet. So you prefer to tie someone up than actually just getting punched in the face? Pretty much. <laughs> that's, just, that's fair. That's fair. I'm not gonna. I look at the grappler side of it. I just it's more impressive in my mind, like how you can just technique to get hold of someone, just put them on their put them down without them even managing to stop you. Pretty much. It's just an art. Absolutely. So you started in, in July. July 19. You said your your debut was. As you can see by this podcast, there is no structure. I'm just picking things off as as I yeah, go yeah, along. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you said you started in July uh, 19. So how many matches did you have before? Of course the doomsday of COVID hit? Um, uh, I think it was three or four, not many, not many. I'm still quite new to the scene. So is it just uh, mainly your, your training schools, shows and PWS and, and of course the SWA one? Uh, so is there any companies, just, um, any companies that you've got your eye on once once the shows start up again? Um, I don't know if I've got any eyes on anyone in particular. I'm just... I think it's more I just want to get out there and show everyone if that makes sense. Like I'm not I'm not picky who it is or that. I'm just as many opportunities I can possibly get. I'm just gonna try and pile them all up and just be as busy as I possibly can. Uh, is that the same for, for opponents or is I don't know if that's the right a... way to answer the question? I don't know if it was a good answer or not. No, absolutely. Um it, it, it's the same <laughs> for opponents, unless you're just you're, are you hell bent on, on getting a hold of, of you know Raw <laughs> and Ring or or uh, Ian Skinner or Anyone that's that's like I have to face him soon. Um, I, I think I need to show Jason Hyde and Euro Raw their place, but at the same time, I'm I'm the scrapper. Anyone and anywhere, anytime, any place. I'm always always looking for a scrap. Always looking for a fight. Just love getting in there. The, I just love the combat side of it. So, so say so, yeah, you love the combat side of it. Did you find the actual showmanship side of it a bit more difficult out of the two then, or did like say you went out there and it kind of was like, oh, I'm wrestling now. This is what I do. Um, showmanship. Funnily enough, it kind of 
in a way, it was similar, I guess. I'm trying to think how can I say it's similar. Like, it's just everyone's there to do their own thing. Same when you walk into when you like when you walk into a Grappling tournament, everyone's there just to put on their best show, get the like get the result and go home. And I kind of feel like in a way that is what it's like when you go into in a into a wrestling ring as well. At the same time when you see everyone, it's just the showmanship is the same. Everyone's there; they want to put on a show, show everybody what they can do. Then go home really at the end of the day as long as you get the reaction that you you've aimed exactly. for around about the mm-hmm. start then you're you're quite happy with with what you get from it um just so want everyone said, to enjoy it yeah yeah absolutely i mean as long as that's pretty much the end goal of any wrestling isn't it as long as as long as people enjoy it then really you can't go wrong regardless of what happens actually then as long as everyone's kind of safe at the end um was there a well, I was going to say it was there diff- difficulty like doing things like pulling punches or anything like that, but you were a grappler, so that really wasn't that much of a, a difference for you. <laughs> for... Uh, it was getting used to the strikes and that a bit, I guess, but the grappling side of it, I, I'm, I feel like, I don't know if I'm trying to sound cocky here or not, but I feel like I managed to get into the grappling side of it quite, I wouldn't say easy, but it kind of came natural, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's very, so, grappling-wise, it was very similar. It's a lot of the same holds, everything's very similar yeah so, so it's like I said I was expecting when I was seeing that like MMA background I'm thinking right okay so that means he punches people a lot so he must have to stop <laughs> punching people a lot but no like I say it is very transferable it's more just a case mm-hmm. of doing the, the fine tuning uh, which is which would have been your your Sunday uh, training you do all your, your cardio and your strength and all that kind of stuff during yeah. the and then you get your your uh, fine tune at the end. Um, the real training happens on the Sunday. Yeah. So, how was the first bumping then? How was like kind of releasing yourself and, and... <laughs> that that got a bit getting used to the bumping side of it because I used to be so used to not put, getting put on the floor. Like you do anything you possibly can to not go down. Then now I've got to learn how to go down, like just by pure will, basically. Like just whenever you can, pretty much. I don't know, I, I'm not going to explain it, but like, yes, safety, everything. But that's always my, my fear when I, whenever I see, because I, I have moments in my head go, oh, I can go to Aberdeen. They do, they do training in Aberdeen. I can do, I, I can do there. That's now, that's now an half up the road. That's fine. And then I think, I don't like, I don't want to fall down. <laughs> so, and I don't particularly, I'm 30 now. I don't like standing up quickly. So I don't think I could do that. So I'm just like, no, it's fine. I'll do the podcast. That seems to be a lot safer. I'm in my in my office room. This will do. This, this is fine. This is a close up. I'd be telling lies if I wasn't winded after that first bump. I'd be telling a lot of lies if I said that. But I did get a little winded when I took the first one. Um, so, let's see. So, we've got traveling. Just about your debut. Um, one of our, our special questions that we have on, on our show, I'm sure you've, if you've listened to them before, um, is, of course, what is your favorite dinosaur? Uh, favorite dinosaur? It's got to be a T Rex, has it? It's a, it's a classic, I suppose. Yeah, it, yeah. It's got to be a T Rex. So everyone knows a T Rex. Big legs, <laughs> tiny arms. Exactly. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, uh, yeah. So people are, are during this lockdown time. It's it's hard for folk to actually like course get their name out there because there's yeah. no wrestling to actually do so um have you found that your social media activity is becoming a bit more regular because of it um i'd probably say so yeah it's 
pretty much just the only way we've got to advertise ourselves and that just stay relevant really isn't it absolutely and, and as as of recording we would have been uh, two weeks three weeks out from our uh, our twitter tournament the, the survivor series uh, which you were claiming that you were going to do a diss track uh, if, if, you, if you won oh, the people obviously didn't want it so <laughs> is, is it have you got a preview in your head of what you what you may have been saying to to anyone or, or to ewan especially <laughs> to ewan oh I feel like it would have been different for whoever it was, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if I knew it was, if I got to that quarterfinal, I reckon the bars would have been tight. They would have been ready for whoever was getting it. But I feel like I'll just have to keep it dangling on a string just now for when it'll, it'll come at its finest. One day. See how loud you gets on Twitter. If he gets any louder, we might have to just upset him a little bit. Well, he did throw you four times, so let's just. Uh, he did throw me now. four times. <laughs> That sounds, I guess, it's a four-bar diss track might have the work for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so where can we find you on on likes of, of social media? Social, I'm always on my Twitter page, um, PW slash Bradley Pool, Instagram, Bradley Pool123. That's my two main uses of um, social media. You'll see the boring side of me on Instagram. That's mainly just my, my days out with the missus mainly. <laughs> And and training, I, I see there's training. a lot of, of training videos of you. Of a lot you, of training videos on there. Of you throwing about a a big dummy uh, about. <laughs> uh, it's, obviously, it's not you. Um, so I just think I just think you in space on that. To be fair, it might get me a <laughs> bit more motivated for training. So how does your your other half feel about you? Like just trying to fit her in to that as well. Into that. or she she been with you that long that that she's kind of. You, she's you she's been with me through the most of it, yeah. She was pretty much with me when I first started it, and she's helped me all the whole way. She's the one that designs my logos. She's uh, one of my sponsors, Illustrate. She's on Twitter as well. She does, like, my graphic design in the background there. That was all her. Right. Got another one getting done just now by her. Um, no, she really helps me a long way, especially with the, like, social side of it as well. Mm. I suppose at least it's fine. Lisa, like, she's probably after after days of you coming in, sweating, training, that's probably like oh, go down the road for Sunday. Just give me a, give me some peace. Get <laughs> get rid of me for get rid of me for a day. I know she's probably <laughs> desperate for it to start up again and get rid of me. Um. So, uh, so you, you like I said, by your, your social media is very clear that you are still keeping yourself very busy. It's just getting that, mm-hmm. that last little bit of the actual wrestling, a uh, pro wrestling. Exactly. It's the um, bit everyone's waiting for. So, so. Plans for the future. We already mentioned you just want to get anywhere. You want to face anyone. Um, anyone, what's your, anywhere. What's your main goal? Is it is it WWE? Is it Japan? I'm, I'm, I would I would take you as a Japan kind of guy. Main goal. Um, I've always said Japan would be the main one. I feel like it would suit my style, but I guess it would be. I feel like just saying getting on television is the main goal. To start with, just I would I'd love to I'd love to see myself on the television, pretty much doing it. Like, I don't know if that's a boring goal compared to most people, but I don't know. It's just something it's, I always think that would be cool, those, just looking up there and see myself on it. It's definitely one of those doable ones. It's definitely yeah. one you can go, well, I, even if, if I'm getting uh, uh, thrown about for a minute by Dave Mastiff on, on NXT UK, <laughs> at least I've, I've ticked that one off. Next one, I can I can see where I can go from there. Um, uh, I feel like he could throw me about a lot easier than I could throw him about, to be fair, so... <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's a bit bigger. He's a bit bigger. I mean, a bit bigger than me. A 
I mean, I mean, Krieger is kind of like a stretched out. He's, he's taller, but he's probably <laughs> about the same kind of size. So <laughs> never so. know. Just have to, just have to. Uh, well, Craig was taller than me, and I still managed to show him some airtime. So you never know. Exactly. <laughs> um, just thinking of opponents that I think. I mean, obviously, you're, you're going to say you'll face anyone that I mention anyway. But I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of a grappler throwing guys about yourself, Andy Wild. I see that as a kind of. That'd be a good match. That's a guy that, that possibly. Is, is there any? I mean, the only training school at the moment that I know is open as of recording is FPWA. So, is there a is there a thought of of going down there for a session? I've been thinking about it just now. Once the timing's a bit better, pretty much, and just got to see if I'm still able to travel down there and do it because I don't know what their travel restrictions are not just now. But I'm I'm thinking about hitting them up soon and just get some training back in soon. It'd be good to train with someone different as well. Especially Andy Wild at his school, it'd be good to meet up with him as well. Maybe get a connection or something going on. It'd be good. Absolutely. Um, right, I'm always okay. out for meeting new people. Yeah, and, and throwing them. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm very I'm very proud of myself. Before we go, that I didn't do your introduction saying uh, swimming in talent because of your name, <laughs> uh, but I thought I'd mention it at the end because I'm just I thought I said it to my wife before before she left for the day. I went. Um, oh, I've got this cracker of a line. Uh, I'm going to say, young scrapper, grabs the last swimming in towel in Bradley Pool. And she went, ah, dinner. Just, <laughs> just dinner. would have played a blinded, to be fair. I'm, I'm happy for out though. You couldn't let that one go to waste. I know. I, thought I had to at least, at, least, at least tell you about it before we go. Um, but yeah, it highly. Is, so um, hopefully we'll, next time, hopefully when this goes out, we'll have a bit more, uh, we'll know what's happening. We'll actually be, um, maybe not shows shows will be next year but at least mm-hmm. we'll know what's happening with training again restrictions and that but um, I don't want to keep you all day as well now, but I just want to chat with you at least find out That's a bit perfect. more about Bradley Pool um, we usually speak about TV shows and that as well but as I said at 23 and you spend all your time uh, throwing things about does TV <laughs> get have a lot of time in your life? Oh, everyone's got a bit of time for the telly of it there what, what's, your, what's your what's your binge then? my binge <laughs> I don't think what I've recently just binged. Uh, Gangs of London was a good one. I've recently binged. Would I'd recommend anyone to try that. Peaky Blinders, that's another one. Anything that's brought heavy gangs and that sort of stuff. I love all that sort of thing. Right. Okay. So I'll put that in the recommendation pile. Um, same with recommendation uh, film wise. If you're not uh, seen the gentleman by, if you're not seeing the the gentleman, then you need to get that changed. That's one everyone I recommend. You need to see that one. So I, I, at the moment, I, I'm always at a stage where I sit down and go, right, I need to watch something. I don't watch something I, I, I need to pay attention to. Yeah. And I just mm-hmm. watch something. I watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine that I've seen a million times. So it's, oh, everyone's, be, everyone's likes a bit of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's right, my go-to at the moment. But anyway, yeah, so I'll, I, so I won't keep you all day. We'll, we'll kind of have a, a, a wee wrap-up. But um, it's nice mm-hmm. to speak to someone that actually lives nearby. Um, I know. I, I thought I was the only one, but it's good to see there's another person out there from here that... Loves the wrestling. There, there's a few, there's a few, uh, there is few for no one admit it. No one, there, there's a few uh, t-shirts I see when, when I'm going up the street. I'm like, ah, wrestling fan. And I go, I don't want to admit it to you. I don't want to, no to admit. <laughs> that's the biggest problem. It's like you see them, and it's it's usually like a humongous guy wearing a t-shirt. And go, I want to say, yeah, I'm a wrestling fan, but I don't want to speak to you particularly. So I'm gonna to have to just keep it on the down low for the moment. Just. <laughs> Oh, but no, all I ever get at work is, do you know Grado? That's the only one I ever get asked at work, do you know Grado? <laughs> it's the only one. 
Well, maybe one day. One, one have day. You, have, you, have you actually? Do you know Grado? <laughs> I've, I've shook his hand. I'll say that's as much. <laughs> well, I mean, it's close enough. It's you close can, enough. You can say you do. Um, but yeah, I've, I've tried to wrap this up three times and then some pops in my head, so we'll, we'll, we'll do it this time. Um, so one more time, if you just plug your, your social media, where can we get your, your cool T-shirts from? Uh, my social media gate on my Twitter is uh, PW slash Bradley Pool. Um, and my Instagram is Bradley Pool 123 But I'm always on both of those. That's my main socials you'll catch me on. I'll mostly be on it with just promoting my, myself, promoting my... Um, sponsorships, fitness in the gym, promoting them, promoting Illustrate and promoting all her stuff as well. That's mostly where you'll find me social wise. And that's Twitter's where the main one. Grab you for for uh, your crap facilities. I think we we it a couple of days ago, so mm-hmm. um, which are looking awesome. Um, anyway, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. That's fine. Thank you very much for having me.